Welcome to Views and the Views, a music podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Kim. And this is episode 69. Today we're going to be talking about Motley Crue is back. What? <laughs> yeah, Motley Crue is back, Kim. We hope all of you have had a safe and happy Thanksgiving with your family and friends. Also, if you are out today, which is Black Friday, please be kind to the retail workers you encounter it is not their fault for long lines or if the product that you went after is already out of stock. Also, if you eat out today, please be kind to your servers. Any, no matter what, like we say at the end of every episode, be kind to everyone. Now, let's find out what is. This day in music history, today is November 29th, 2019, and in 1959 at the second annual Grammy Awards, held in Los Angeles and New York. It's the first time the event is televised and also the only time the ceremony is held at the end of the year instead of early the following year, meaning nothing in December 1959 is Grammy eligible. This faux pas is rectified with the awards of 1960 given out in early 1961. Now, you wonder who won in 1959. Yes. Well, let's find out. Record of the year. Bobby Darren for Mac the Knife. Album of the year. Frank Sinatra for Come Dance With Me. Song of the year. Jimmy Driftwood, The Battle of New Orleans. Right, and Jimmy Driftwood is actually the songwriter for that, for that song. Oh, okay. Best New Artist. Bobby Darren. Also, Best Pop book Vocal Performance. Female. Ella Fitzgerald for But Not For Me. Best Pop Vocal Performance. Male. Frank Sinatra for Come Dance With Me. Best Performance by a Vocal Group or Chorus. Richard P. Condy. Choir Director for the Battle Hymn of the Republic performed by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Best performance by a dance band. Duke Ellington for Anatomy of a Murderer. Best performance by a top 40 artist. Nat King Cole for Midnight Flyer. And best country western performance. Johnny Horton for The Battle of of New Orleans. 1969, The Beatles, Come Together, hits number one on the Hot 100. Elvis Presley's LP, From Memphis to Vegas, From Vegas to Memphis, reaches the Billboard album chart where it will stay for the next 24 weeks, climbing as high as number 12. 1979, Paul Simon hits his record, hits his record label? Oh yeah, Paul Simon hits his record label, CBS, with two lawsuits in an attempt to break his contract. Wow. Holy cow. The original four members of KISS play for the last time together before their first breakup. Right. So 1979, the Ace, Gene, Paul, Ace, and Peter played their last show together. And Peter left the band, which then brought in uh, Eric Carr to replace him on drums. Or at that time, Eric Carr was the Fox. Yes. That was his makeup. And... Yeah, they didn't get back together again until a, well, I mean, 95, 96. Wow. Yeah. And then, of course, I think that ran until right around close to 2000, where again, Peter left the band. Yeah. And then brought they brought back in Eric Singer, who replaced Eric Carr after Eric Carr passed away. And then eventually Ace left the band for a second time because Ace left, uh, pretty much around the Creatures of the Night album. To, album, um, And then he leaves again, and they brought in Tommy Thayer. So now Eric Singer wears Catman makeup on stage, and Tommy Thayer wears Ace's makeup on stage. Okay. Michael Jackson's Don't Stop Till You Get Enough is certified gold. Wow. Anita Pallenberg. The common law wife of Rolling Stone, Keith Richards, is cleared of murder charges in the shooting death of her young male companion, whose body had been found in her New York state home. 
Wow. Oh, whoa. And today, and today we also marks be the 40th anniversary of rockabilly senior Ray Smith committing suicide at age 45. He is best known for the 1960 hit Rockin' Little Angel. And in the United States, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255 or go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Happy birthday to... Dominico Monaro, also known as Mecco. Mecco is born in Johnsonburg, Pennsylvania today in 1939. His space disco version of Star War, the Star Wars theme and Cantina Band hits number one in 1977. Jace, Jason. Jason Taylor, also known in hip-hop as The Game, is born in Compton, California today in 1979. Happy birthday to you both. New to our collection of music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we got a band box. for Right, our November band, band box. box. Of course, that is vinyl. Yes. The featured artist this month was Dire, it was Dire Straits. Um, Dire Straits, best known, really best known music to me, is their Brother in Arms album that contains the hits um, Money for Nothing and also Walk of Life. However, the critically acclaimed album we got for Dire Straits was Making Movies, which was Dire Straits' third album, originally released in 1980, while this remastered release was in 2010. The album produced the single Romeo and Juliet, where it reached number eight on the UK singles chart. The album reached number one on the album charts in Italy and Norway, at number 19 in the United States, and number four in the United Kingdom. Making Movies was later certified platinum in the United States and double platinum in the United Kingdom. Lesser known album, Neck and Neck, a collaborative, collaborative. album by Mark Knopfler. Dire Straits and guitarist Chet Atkins originally released in 1990, while this remastered edition in 2014. At the 33rd Annual Grammy Awards in 1991, the track Poor Boy Blues won Best Country Vocal Collaboration, while the track So Soft, Your Goodbye won Best Country Instrument Instrumental Performance. Now, so we've decided to pause our Bandbox subscription for the next two months. Mainly, I'm right now, I'm not happy with the I, I'm not gonna sit here and say I've listened to making movies, okay? The only album I know by Dire Straits, and as far as I'm concerned, critically acclaimed album is Brother in Arms. That is a, their biggest hit, it came out in 1985, and that's their biggest album. It sold the most copies they've ever sold in their life, I mean, or in their career. Why was making movies, you know, eventually certified platinum in the United States and double platinum in, in the United Kingdom? Because of Brother in Arms, people went back to check out their previous collection. I'm not saying I'm not going to listen to this album because we're going to listen to this album. But for me, I'd rather have the Brother in Arms album. Mainly because of, of Money for Nothing and, well, actually so far away, Money for Nothing and also Walk of Life, which is the first three tracks on the song, on the album. Okay. Anyways, let's move on. Sounds good to me. So you won't hear no more Bandbox until, well, I know you said we're moving on, but we're not. So we won't hear nothing more about Bandbox until probably February for from or late January. Yeah, so it will be February actually. Yeah, it will be February. Probably late February when we if we choose to continue it by then. Now let's move on. Okay, sounds good. Due to what we believe will be a very lengthy background and discussion about our main topic, we decided not to include this last week in music news for a second week. So, as most of you know, especially if you listened to the podcast from last week, that went the the main portion of that was a very long podcast, which we had fun at having Jason Roscoe on the show. We had fun having our first guest on the show. We can't wait to have more on the show. But I believe this is going to be a very long topic. You know, like like she just said, we believe, and I really do believe it's going to be very long. 
So it, if we we're probably going to at least be looking, I would say closer to an hour and a half. Hopefully I'm wrong. And it's only like an hour and 15, like our normal episodes. But due to that, I didn't, I decided not to, we decided not to even worry about music news for this last week. Plus y'all just got full of Thanksgiving Turkey. You're probably out shopping today, getting all them deals for black Friday. So, and you're listening to podcasts. So, you really don't want to know what the what the music news is right now. Right. You've Nobody other, cares. Yeah, you've got other things going right now. Right. And for those of you who are out on Black Friday and you got uh, record stores you're going to, make sure you pick up some of them record store uh, deals deal, or record store day deals. Yes, because the record store day deals are good deals. Some of them are. Some I mean, of them I don't know what's all being released on record store day this year, but or for the second or yeah, the, the semi-annual because this is the second record store day for the year. but. It will be on, will be today on Black Friday, but you know, hey, hope you know, you, there, there's probably some really cool stuff coming out. Yeah, I hope you find I good look, deals. I yep, and like she said, and regardless of what you're out shopping for, hopefully you find the best deals that you can for all your holiday shopping. All right, enough about that. Let's get to our main topic. Motley Crew is back. Still can't believe it. Before we give our opinions about them being back and answer the questions. It actually weren't questions, but uh, answer the statements that were on our Facebook post. We need to go back to January 28th, 2014, where the band held an almost 56-minute press conference. While we will be reading the official news release from Motley.com, the band's website. So I could have easily just downloaded, you know, try to just download the whole press conference. But why bore you guys with them talking for 56 friggin' minutes? When I can just read the news release from when we can just read the news release from uh, the band's website that was given that day. So, Los Angeles, California, January 28, 2014. After more than three decades together, iconic rock and roll band Motley Crue announced today their final tour and the band's ultimate retirement. The announcement was solidified when the band signed a formal sensation of touring agreement. Effective at the end of 2015 in front of a global media in Los Angeles today. Celebrating the announcement of this final tour, the band will perform on ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live tonight and will appear on CBS This Morning tomorrow morning. With over 80 million albums sold, Motley Crue has sold out countless tours across the globe and spawned more than 2,500 Motley Crue branded items sold in over 30 countries. Motley Crue has proven they know how to make a lasting impression, and this tour will be no different. Fans can expect to hear the catalog of their chart-topping hits and look forward to mind-blowing, unparalleled live production. And I quote, when it comes to putting together a new show, we always push the envelope, and that's part of Motley Crue's legacy, end quote, explains Nikki Six, bass player. Again, I quote, as far as letting on to what we're doing, that we would... We would that would be like finding out what you're getting for Christmas before you open the presents. We think in an age of too much information, we like to keep some surprises close to our chest until the launch of the final tour. End quote. Again, that was Nikki. The final tour presented by Dodge and produced by Live Nation will kick off in North America on Je- July 2nd, that's 2014, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and reach 72 markets before hitting international territories in 2015 the live nation motley crew tours are not only box office successes but artistically their shows have set the bar for production and entertainment value and i quote there's no arguing arguing that motley crew have been and always will be the definitive bad boys of rock and roll end quote says rick franks live nation's regional president of north america concerts quote again but behind all those notorious stories is a late legendary rock band that has revolutionized heavy metal and created some of the biggest hits in music history. They are hugely, they are a hugely successful global brand and a touring powerhouse. Everyone at Live Nation has a tremendous amount of respect for these hardworking and extremely talented gentlemen. The music industry will never have another Motley Crue, end quote. The Dodge Brothers were a notorious duo. So it seemed only natural to partner with the world's most notorious rock band. And I quote, whenever I talk to people about Motley Crue, 
The common thread is how cool and relevant the band remains even after 33 years, end quote, said Tim Kuncisky's president and CEO of Dodge Brand Chrysler Group, LLC. And quote again, this irreverent staying power resonates deeply with the Dodge brand as we turn the corner of on our 100-year anniversary. What better way to celebrate the band's final tour and the 25th anniversary of Kickstart My Heart than to do it together, end quote. Fans can look forward to very special guest Alice Cooper joining Motley Crue for an incredible package. Alice invented the genre and Motley Crue put steroids in it. And I quote, real hard rock bands are hard to find these days, end quote, says Alice. Says Alice. Continuing, and I quote, Motley has always gone on stage with one attitude, and that's to blow the audience away. That's exactly how we do it. Putting Motley Crue and Alice Cooper together is going to be just what this summer needs. We're going to go out there and tear it up, and I can't wait to see Motley on stage. Motley Crue and Alice Cooper, a match made in Armageddon, end quote. As documented in the sensation of touring agreement the band signed at the press conference today, the band will not tour after this final tour. Band attorney Doug Mark of Mark Music and Media Law explains, and I quote, other bands have split up over rancor or the inability of people to get along, but this is a mutual among all four original members and a peaceful decision to move on to other endeavors and to confirm it with a binding agreement, end quote. Vince Neil, Nikki Six, Tommy Lee, and Mick Mars will go their separate ways after the lengthy two-year touring cycle. Tommy Lee Drums explains, and I quote, everything must come to an end. We always had a vision of going out with a big effing bang. It does say the F word, but I'm going to censor it. And not playing county fairs and clubs with one or two original band members. Our job here is done, end quote. Of the band's tumultuous history, Mick Mars' guitar adds, and I quote, it has been more drama than General Hospital. It keeps them watching, and they keep, keep coming back, end quote. Vocalist Vince Neil says of the finality of the tour, and I quote, I'll miss playing with the guys, but I won't quit playing rock and roll. I feel there are a lot of great opportunities and exciting projects after Motley, end quote. The rest of the press, so that was pretty much the end of the press conference, as I'm going to point out here, the rest of the press conference, they talked about the upcoming country release of on Big Machine Records album Nash, uh, called Nashville Outlaw, a tribute to Motley Crue. And then they talked about the Dirt movie, which was going to be released shortly after the end of the final tour. But as we all know now, that came out earlier this year. The first leg of the final tour began on July 2nd, 2014 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and ended on November 22, 2014 in Spokane, Washington. In January 2015, the band announced that the final tour would keep going through the year of 2015, beginning with a handful of international dates in Japan, Australia, Europe, and Rockin', Rockin' Rio for their only date in South America on the tour followed by 34 more, 34 more dates in North America to end the year and the tour. Even m- more North American dates, however, were later added in April 2015. Then, co- then a couple months later, in June, while in London preparing to perform at three different festivals across Europe, Motley Crue and Alice Cooper announced a full set of European dates with the show set to take place in November 2015. So, real quick, kind of a little station break right here. I got to see them in, well, they call it West Valley City, but it's Salt Lake City. Um, it was like August, August of 2014. It was like August 1st or 2nd. I can't remember exactly the date now. But that was when I went and saw, the, it was the first leg of the, of the final tour. Then, of course, they came back to Salt Lake in 2015 on what became the arena tour because what they did is, like, when we saw them in 2014, we got, uh, we only got a portion of the uh, drum 
roller coaster because it couldn't, you know, it was now what at USANA, it was an outdoor venue. So you can you have where you could hold that whole track and stuff. But unfortunately, you know, due to, you know, life happening, you know, you sometimes you get to go to shows and sometimes you don't. So I didn't get to go, I didn't go the second time for that tour. And, you know, I was happy with the one I went to anyways. So that's, so I did get to see him on the final tour, but I got to see him on the first leg, which is fine because they ended up changing some of the songs around, taking some songs out on the first leg. They played in the first leg and took them out on the second leg. Oh, okay. So I'm kind of happy I saw the first leg instead. Now, was that the second leg that you went and seen in, in August? Of no, that was the first leg. First leg. So that was August of 2014 where, right. where you went to see him? Yeah. Okay. Down at USANA. Okay. Down in West Valley City, but it's still Salt Lake. Yeah, it's all Salt suburb. Lake. Yeah, it's all in the Salt Lake area. So now, so at this point here, we're going to go back to 2014 a little bit again. But we're going to listen to a, a clip taken from the VH1 Classics show, That Metal Show. Where hosts Eddie Trunk, Don Jameson, and Jim Florentine have a special guest from Motley Crue, Mick Mars, on their episode. And Mick says something... That's and it's about a 30, 30, 34 second clip. But Mick says something that's kind of interesting that will almost, well, start pretty much came and bit him in the bud just a few weeks ago. Mm. But let's get to that real quick. Okay. Hey, let's I'm get gonna nervous. Say, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to go see this final tour. But if it's not the final tour, I'll go see the next one too. So I don't really care. Right. They, doesn't matter. You know, a refund for the first one. They have a contract. They can't break the contract. I don't want a refund. If they tour ten more times, I'll see all ten tours. Let me put it this way: If that happens, I will invite the world to come for free. All right, you guys heard that. <laughs> now, free Motley Crue tickets. What, what about free. Mix what talking about, about free about free Motley Crue tickets? So we're going to come back to that in a bit, and. Because there's some interesting information that's going to come out of this in, in, in a bit. But I just wanted you guys to hear that. So that was back in 2014 on that metal show. Okay. okay. So, like I said, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. So the final tour ended December 31st, 2015 with the final show in Los Angeles, California at the Staples Center. The actual show ended early in the a.m. of January 1st, 2016. After their final bow, the members never said a word to each other and went their separate ways. I do remember that. I mean, yeah. well, yeah, because Tommy was holding a big freaking yeah. powwow back, a big party backstage, and he was ticked. He was mad for a long time that no one from the band came to even say goodbye, give a hug. Or, yeah, I mean they they got back. They got back. I mean, they did their thing out on the show on the floor, and then as soon as they got backstage, they went their they went to their dressing rooms and left. Except for Tommy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Tommy was having a big powwow, big uh, party. Yeah. So, now, fast forward to just November 18th, 2019. Motley Crue is back. Okay. Wow. That's well, quite a surprise there. Mm-hmm. We'll now read the new release again. News from, release. The news release again from the band's website, Motley.com. Los Angeles, California, November 18th, 2019. Almost six years after signing a cessation of touring agreement, the contract is off the table because a whole new generation of crew heads are, rentle are rentlessly demanding for the band to come back together following the huge success of their Netflix biopic, The Dirt. Motley Crue has seen a massive surge in, in new audience, and the band best known for breaking the rules has destroyed their sensation of touring contract in true Motley Crue fashion by literally blowing it up. After 35 years together on stage and 30 years since the release of Dr. Feelgood, the members of Motley Crue parted ways without speaking to each other, after their final show on December 31st, 2015, Vince 
Nikki, Mick, and Tommy didn't come together again until 2018 to participate in the making of the Dirt movie, which unexpectedly brought them closer together again, including seeing them head back into the recording studio after having gone in their own directions for several years. The fuse was lit, and I quote, Since playing Tommy Lee in the Dirt, so many of my fans have said how they wish they could have seen the real Motley Crue play live, said End quote, said Colson Baker, a.k.a. Machine Gun Kelly. And I quote again, I never thought I would see the day when this would become a reality. But the fans spoke and Motley Crue listened. The Dirt currently enjoys, or end quote, sorry about that. The Dirt currently enjoys an audience score of 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. And its massive global success earlier this year saw Motley Crue's popularity rush to new highs. Catapulting, catapulting the band, the band's music back to the top of the worldwide charts with the younger 18 to 44 demographic, now representing 64% of the band's fan base. Moreover, in the six months following the release of The Dirt, Motley Crue has celebrated a meteoric rise of almost 350% increase in streaming of their music across all streaming platforms. However, most of the new fans have never seen any of the legendary live shows that crew has have relished for close to four decades. Sign up for text updates, U.S. only, by texting Motley Crew is back to 855580-CREW. Also, those the numbers for crew would be 2783. Or sign up for email updates at www.motley.com to follow further developments and get Mo- breaking Motley Crue's news first. <laughs> hey, I guess that's one way to do it. <coughs> so if you want, you go to our, our YouTube page. I'll make sure I have it liked in our, in there, in our uh, like portion of their video that pretty much has uh machine gun Kelly talking. And then also has kind of a, Dill's showing the, their back and then the blowing up of the touring the sensation contract. The sensation of touring contract. Now. Now back to the clip of Mick, Mick Mars stating that if Motley comes back, he'll buy everyone tickets on November 25th. Mick put out this message regarding the statement made in 2014. On that metal show or TMS, mixed statement reads. While I was clearly joking about the free tickets that night on TMS, I was also deeply convinced that we would never, ever be touring again. I would have never expected to be facing a whole new generation of fans demanding to see us play. In fact, touring with Motley Crue comes at a weird place in time. Since my solo record is almost complete, after such a long time of writing and recording. But I put our fans first. Anyways, I am eating a lot of crow and humble pie this Thanksgiving for those remarks, and except that some of you see this as me being dishonest. I said what I said, and I was wrong. Peace. That was taken off Mick Mars's Instagram page. I think you said that, right? Yeah. Well, no. We didn't say Instagram, but... No. Anyways, so... Let's 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 talk about that first. Mick says what he did in 2014. Cause he's expecting the band to stick to their because I mean, if you even go back to this year, when Nikki was out promoting the movie, you know, he kept everybody kept that. Well, will Motley Crue come back? No, no, no. We signed it. We signed this bill. We're not coming back. We're never coming back. No matter he even said it in, in 2015, in 2014, uh, 2016, 2017. He said in 2018 also that no, but there no amount of money would bring the band would bring them back to tour. Not even according to him, not even a one-off show. Well, a one-off show is not a tour. You guys have heard me talk about that here and there over the last year of this podcast is where I sit there and say a one-off show. If they like went to the rock and roll hall of fame, a one-off show is not a tour, a, you know, 12 day residency in Vegas is not a tour because they're not touring. You're doing shows in one location. That is not a tour. 
That's true. It's not. So McMars firmly believed they were never going to come back. So he said it. But he did. I mean, it kind of sounded jokingly in that clip. Yeah, it did. You know, even though, even though the guys of Batman also kind of took it serious. Yeah. But again. He, he was under the impression that as soon as that contract was signed, there was going to be no more Motley Crue. So, I mean, he, he didn't lie about it. I mean, I was being a smart life because I remember when, they, when people first started talking about it, I, heard, I went and found the clip and I went, okay. And so I actually put it on Twitter, uh, tagged Mick, tagged uh, Don Jameson, Eddie Trunk, and a few other people, and uh, uh, not Florentine because I, I didn't find his, I don't think I found his Twitter page. But anyways, I, I tagged him in it. Next thing you know, Jim, or uh, Jameson, is, he's liking it. And next thing you know, he's also, he's now tweeting it. And then Mick responds to him, which is kind of funny, you know. But yes, hey, whatever, is. you know, I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm like, oh man, we just hope Mick Martin responds to me. No, I don't care. You know, if he did, he did. If he didn't, he didn't, you know. But again, what do I care if we're not going to get, I mean, do I care if Mick was joking or not joking? No, I don't. These, these, we're going to get into the so-called fans here in a minute because this is where we're headed next with our opinions. And our opinions are going to be based on first the news of Motley being back. And this is kind of ironic for you in a way because you kind of actually represent that new generation of Motley Crue fans. Yes. While I- you've only, while you've been kind of really into the band since roughly about 2009, you've never seen him live. No, I haven't. Okay, so we're going to kind of keep you into that new generation of Motley Crue fans. Okay, that's fine. Okay? And so we're going to give you our, our, about the news of them being back. We're also going to tell you what we thought when we first heard it. I think, because I think really that, that does need to be out there. Yes, it does. And then our thoughts about uh, the fans feeling like they've been lied to. Also, when the um what does it really mean for all the stuff that was released you know when you had the final tour you had final tour merchandise you had uh final show merchandise you had the end box set and then you also had the end uh blu-ray slash or or blu-ray and cd combination dvd and cd combination and it was also released on a two record vinyl set also the end box set was uh, two Pass for Love, Shout of the Devil, Digger Pain, Girls with Girls, Dr. Feel Good, Saints of Los Angeles, all released on vinyl. And also CDs. And it was all the end, you know, 1981 to 2015. It had all this stuff in there about being the, the reti- permits to retire of Motley Crue. Well, yeah. So we're going to talk about all this stuff. So we're going to leave Kim kind of in the back burner first because not because we want to, but because I'm the old fan, you know, so the, the lifer here in a way. Um, but let's, I'm going to go ahead and give my opinions first because I think Kim will have some really good stuff and then we'll kind of counteract back off of what we both talked about. And also while we're doing this, I also will bring up kind of what we put on Facebook so you kind of understand where what we uh, said there. So let's start off with the very first part of this. News about Motley being back. I remember, I remember when I saw this. And I was like, are you kidding me? The thing I, the, the hardest thing for me at first was just the fact that, okay, they stated that they didn't want to be like other bands. They didn't want to be like Kiss. They didn't want to be like Ozzy. They didn't want to be like, oh, I could go on. All these bands that constantly do farewell tours, you know, and then five or, you know, three or four years later, they're coming back out with another record or another album or another tour. And so that was the first thing went through my mind. Like, well, you know, because I remember, I remember when they did the, did the press conference, I watched the press conference live on Motley.com back, back then, back in 2014. And I remember thinking to myself, right. You're not going to, no amount of money will ever bring you back. 
I thought you guys are full of it. I'm sorry. I didn't buy it because Ozzy has been on multiple ending tours. Kiss has been on multiple ending tours. There's other bands that have been out on multiple ending tours. So why would Motley Crue be any different? In my opinion, back then. So I didn't buy it. I didn't buy into it because money, you know, and this is probably, here's, here's one of those things. If you've got kids in your car right now, stop the podcast, listen to, listen to this part later. Probably hit, hit fast forward 15 seconds or, you know, go ahead about 15, 20 seconds and we'll have it. So hit uh, fast forward about 15 seconds right now. And Oh my gosh, I screwed up. Uh, again, hit 15 seconds. Fast forward now. Money talks, bullshit walks. Okay, now we got the kid, the children back. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing that like that. But hey, whatever. Um, I pretty much said money talks and you know what walks. So I knew... That they were, I knew Nikki was so full of it. But you got to remember too, in 2014, when they when they did this, Motley Crue had been back for ten for almost ten years. They came back in 2005, or actually they got back together in 2004. They recorded brand new songs at that time: "Sick Love Song" and uh, "If I Die Tomorrow," and uh, street uh, a cover of "Street Fight Man" for their uh, Red White and Crew album or compilation. So they've been together back together again for another 10 years by the time 2015 rolls around so i looked at it like okay well you know look at the first time 81 to 91 92 vince is out of the band <laughs> yeah that's true 10 years yeah i mean 10 years together and then vince is out of the band so they can only stand each other for about 10 years people <laughs> it's that I, I, the thing is, is you got these four guys who probably butt heads more than anybody in the world, yet they make good music, and but after so much time, they can't stand each other. So they clash, and then they're ready to break up the band again. So go back to what they're talking about with the movie movie comes out it's a big success you got new fans going oh my gosh i want to see these guys live unfortunately they're not around no more you know they're they nikki's doing his own thing tommy's doing his own thing makes a recording his own album and vince is out there doing shows every night and singing all motley crew songs anyways so pretty much you want to see motley crew motley crew-ish band go see vince new live you know but all these fans are getting, you know, picking up the music. They're listening to streaming. They're doing all this stuff. And they're and these newer fans are begging for the band to be back. So my first reaction to this was like, really? So, you know, even though I knew what I said, said to myself in 2014, you know, almost six years to the day, I was starting to believe this was true. You know, I was starting to really think it was true. It was going to, it wasn't going to, they weren't ever going to get back together again, especially after their success of the dirt. I saw all the success, the success of it. I saw where the, you know, albums were, the album had sold a lot of copies. I saw where, um, you know, their streaming had gone up a lot. I saw like, well, heck, you know, they're not even coming back for this. So obviously they're done. So I was in a way, I was kind of heartbroken at first, but then I got thinking about it. And I thought, you know what? As much as I was upset at the final show or the final show I went to, and as upsetting as it was when December 3rd, 31st, 2015 rolled around, and I knew that was the last show, as I got thinking about it some more and thought, you know what? How cool would it be to be able to go back and see him live again? So that's why we didn't talk about the news right away. That's why we didn't, because I think if we originally talked about it, it would have been nothing but a big uh, uh, complaining about Motley Crue coming back for me. Instead of me sitting on it and thinking about it going, you know what? No, this is great. You know what? I, I was not, not happy with the way the final tour 
ended. I was not happy the way with the way everything went on the final tour. You know, I was happy that they, okay, I became happy that they were back. So then you start seeing all this crap on Facebook, on Twitter. Oh, you lying mother. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what, guys? You know, you can be mad because, I mean, here's the next part of this is, you know, you had the final tour, the final show. You know, we had all this merchandise. I got a couple of shirts from it. Plus, we ended up buying the end on Blu-ray with also CD copy. But we didn't get the box set because I was not happy with the box set because it didn't include uh, Motley 94 Generation or yeah, yeah, Motley 94 Generation Swine or New Tattoo. We're not in that collection. And I thought, whatever, you know, if you're not going to include the whole Motley catalog and that, it's worthless. And for that opinion, for that point. So, but, you know, okay, I bought merchandise. I've got my merch. I got my final tour merchandise. You know, people, and I understand. I mean, I didn't pay for, I didn't buy the VIP pad. I know people were spending thousands of dollars, you know, to go to the LA show. They were spending thousands of dollars, you know, hotel and, um, oh, airfare, you know, besides the ticket price. Come to find out also, I looked this up. The last show at the at Staples, the 31st, was not sold out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Salt Lake, West Valley City, we sold that one out. Oh, wow. The year before. Um, uh-huh. They didn't have anything for Energy Solutions when they went back in 2015. But, yeah, the last show at Staples Centers was not sold out. Oh, wow. They were short, I mean, like 4,000 tickets. Oh, wow. 4,000 seats were empty of what they had for a max. Wow. Yeah, so it wasn't sold out. So I find that kind of ironic, too. Yeah, I do, too. Anyways, so, yes, I understand people are pissed off. Oh, I spent all that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, all it is is money grab. This is nothing but your money. Well, no kidding. It's a job. That's their job. Their job is to make music. Their job is to go out and perform. Guess what? Everybody, we all want a new album. I mean, who doesn't? I would love for a new 10 to 15 song album or yeah, 10 to 15 track album by Motley Crue. But guess what? In 2019, albums do not sell. That's true. They don't. Not, not, yeah, not in 2019. Everybody buys, buys a song here or a song there and that's all they want. Yeah. They don't want albums. No. Well, I love albums because I like taking the journey with the, or with the artist. But a lot of people don't. They want to hear this song, that song. That, you know, they're, they're constantly making playlists. That's true. You know? And I could give a flying rear about playlists. Give me a friggin' album. Yeah. You know, if I, if I want to hear a playlist, I'll turn on the Dean radio. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm sorry. I like to listen to the full album. When I, get, when I put, a, a, you know, put a CD in a car or put a, a CD on a player, or a record on, I want, I listen to the whole thing. I don't go and go, oh, let's see, on this side, I want to hear this one, and I want to hear this one on the record. I listen to the whole record. I used to do, I did that back in the day. You know, I did do that one time. I did try to make playlists out of records. And guess what? You screw your records up doing that crap. Yeah, you can. Anyways, so now I'm getting heated, and I and it wasn't meant for me to get heated. So some of the other stuff that, we, that was put up on the Facebook post, was, um, do we feel it's a slap in the face of the fans who went to the final tour? And I'll tell you right now, no, I don't. Because everyone, you should expect this, especially with how everyone kept talking about the dirt. Even the diehards were like, oh my gosh, we want Motley Crue back after the dirt came out. I wish they'd come back and tour with the greatest, with that new, great, with that new dirt or the, the dirt soundtrack. You know, with their new music. I wish they, everyone were saying now they'll of course now they're all out there. Oh well the new songs suck and we can't handle Motley Crew no matter Vince Neil doesn't, you know, a big deal. They don't go. You know, you can be a diehard fan and not like the band. I'm sure there's a lot of diehard kiss fans who don't go to go to any kiss show since Ace and Peter are no longer in the band. And I bet a lot of them didn't even go in the eighties. But it doesn't matter. If people want to go see Motley Crue today, let them see them. I'm happy they're back. And once I know where they're going and stuff, I am going to try to be try to get tickets because I want to go. Um, I almost think maybe my kids might want to go again. 
Uh, maybe I don't know. I really haven't chatted with them about it, but I definitely want to go. And, but that's my opinion. You know, my opinion is this is their job and this is what they do for a living. And the only way they're going to make money is to go out on these tours. Now, of course, the biggest rumor right now is they're going out on a major tour this, this coming summer for 2020 with Poison and Death Leopard, yet no one has confirmed. Molly Crew hasn't even confirmed this. All they've said is we're back. Poison hasn't confirmed this, and neither has Death Leopard. So those are still rumors. But I know Vince Neal just posted on Facebook today that he had surgery on his hand. That is the reason why he canceled shows. Okay. Obviously, at the time that he made that one tweet, he wasn't allowed to mention that, yes, we're coming back. It wasn't the right moment. So, again, I'm glad Motley Crue's back, and I'm glad they're going to tour the country. You know, and I hope they do a world tour. But what I like to see them do, and this is just my opinion on this, is come back for one for the summer, take the winter months off, come back the next summer. You know, take tour for six months, off tour for six months. So you're coming back or even take a two-year break. Maybe that way they won't burn themselves out. That's just my opinion on it. Kim, you, I put you under the new true fan even though you've been a fan since at least 2009, you've heard some of their songs back in the eighties. You just didn't realize they were Motley Crue. Um, what's your opinion when I first told you about it to now when, while we're recording this and what, what do you think? Well, I was kind of, I mean, Motley Crue's back. Yeah. I was kind of going, okay, I guess it's, I guess it's okay. I mean, they're just following the same footsteps as every other band followed. But then I got thinking like you, hey, I mean, I wanted to go see them on their final tour and couldn't. So now with the, you know, with the release of The Dirt and as they quoted, everybody demanding they come back, you know, I mean, I'm glad because it gives me a chance to go see them and see exactly how their shows are put on. I mean, I would love to go to one of their shows just because I've heard so much from not only you, but I've also seen it on through, as you said, the DVD of the final tour that we got and the amazing drum solos that Tommy has come up with. I mean, I think it's a I think it's a good idea. And then just to back up what you said, yes, it's their job. I mean, anybody that has a job will understand you need to do that job to make money. And I think it's a great idea. I I believe that if they tour now, that's how they're going to keep their legacy going for generations to come is doing this now because right now generations to come needs to know what music really is. Needs to know the history. Oh, well this is what my you know, if you're a parent this is what my parents listened to in their teenage years. Wow, I like this. You know, well, yeah, I, but I mean, like for me, it'd be, it'd be, you know, if they're around long enough, it could be an opportunity for, you know, Hannah not only to take her daughter, but my granddaughter. Yeah. You know, to go experience, you know, the music I, that her grandfather grew up on. Well, yeah. And I think it's, a, I, I believe it's a great idea. I love the idea of them coming back. Yes, I will admit, in my opinion, I didn't really think it was a good idea at first, but got thinking about it. Hey, yeah, I want to go now. So, I really want to go. <laughs> so do, do you think it was is a slap in the face to the fans who bought tickets to the final tour or and also who bought tickets to the final show? No, I don't. And I will tell you why, in my well, opinion. That's what we want to know. Why? Because you as, you, as fans that were able to go to this final tour and find this final merchandise, you know, and purchase it. And yes, I do, I do know that some of you spent buku bucks to go see this, but you can look at it one way. I was one of the privileged ones that got to spend my time and my money on one of their last and final tours 
the merchandise I got is souvenirs for me to say, hey, this is what I went to. Look at what I got on their first final tour. I mean, to me, it's a, it's a privilege that you got to go see them on their final tour. I don't think it's a slap in the face. I don't think it, the fans were ever lied to. I mean, to me, it's like I would take it as a compliment, a compliment of saying, hey, I was privileged at the time. I got to see their first final tour. Not very many people can say that. Well, it's true. A lot of people cannot say I went to someone's, you know, this band's first farewell or this band's first, you know, or like Molly's case, the final tour, you know, and or let alone the final show. Yeah. I mean, because here's the thing is, is if this is a, you know, a, a show with Death Leopard, Poison, and Motley Crue, one, where's Crue line up on this build? As far as well, I yeah. know, the way I understand it, Brett Michaels is the one who's been putting this tour together for Poison. Well, yeah. So if this is the case, Poison's going to go on last. Yeah, they are. Then where's Crue fall? Does Crue open the whole show? Yeah. Or does Death Leopard open the whole show? Or, you know, yeah. who opens, who's middle, who's the end? Well, yeah. I mean, right now, it's very, and the way I look at it, Poison would be the end. Well, yeah, they would, because like you said, Brett Michaels is putting it together for Poison. Right. So the one thing you're not going to have, you probably, one, you're not going to have a crap load of pyrotechnics that you normally get with a Motley Crue show. That's true. You're not going to probably have some crazy frigging drum, drum, beanie majigger, like Tommy likes to pull off. You'll have a small little drum solo, nothing fancy, nothing major like he did on the final tour. So again, for everybody that saw the final show, and the second leg of the final tour, where you got to see the whole full roller coaster, you got something special. You know, just like people who went to see them on the Girls of the Girls tour when the drum set did 360s and turned and then and he was in that cage. That was something special. There's people who, who didn't get to go to that con that tour and they can't sit there and say they got to see that special. You know, we saw it on the wild side video. Whoopie doo. It's a music video. Yeah, it's not the same as being at the concert. No, it's not. I mean, it's a privilege and an honor that you got to be at the concert and got to see exactly what went on at that concert and what and what the performance was like. Right. And, you know, of course, there's all the comments about Vince's weight. La-da-da, la-di-da. You know, or he, he doesn't, he only sings a half of the song. Well, guess what? He's been doing that since two, since the first show I went to in 2005. And let me ask a question. And I've got, and I already, well, before you ask that question, and I'm just going to point out, and big deal. You know this, if you're a fan of the band, you know the songs, you should be able to, be able to sing the whole freaking song while they're on stage. You don't need Vince singing the whole thing for you. That's exactly where I was going. Oh, I mean. That's why we're married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're, you've a die, you claim to be a diehard crew fan. You should know every song from beginning well, to end. Die Hard should know the know them. Yeah, from beginning to end. And I'm sorry, every there are concerts where nowadays it's all basically backtracks. Well, you're gonna have backing tracks anyways. Yeah, I mean, crew uses backing tracks. We all yeah. know this. All all crew fans know this because they use it on the final tour. And as far as the way, matter of fact, just real quick, they've been using backing tracks since 1990. Yeah. Since their uh, Dr. Feelgood uh, uh, tour. Yeah. And, so that was 89. Yeah. And as far as the way Vince looks, whoopie doo, as long as he can put on a show, I mean, what is he, like, go for it. 50, 60 years old? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Get real, people. The problem with Vince is, and I'll, and this is my only problem I have with Vince, is he is an alcoholic. He's got a problem. But he's still set in his ways. You're not going to get it out of him. No, you're not. It's unfortunate, but you know what? Let's enjoy the band while we can because eventually Vince won't be here. Nikki won't be here. Tommy won't be here. And Mick won't be here. Yeah. Event- and Mick's probably going to outlive them all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. I mean, when it comes down to it. Yeah. You know, when, when it boils down to it. So, just a minute. I mean, eventually we're going to have a headlining tour of Motley Crue, which is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to get a chance then to see crew at, you know. At their very oh, best. Right. I mean, obviously, yes, they're not in their prime. But guess what? They haven't been in their prime since friggin' the 90s, since the mid-80s, you know, through the 94 tour. 
Well, I'm, they haven't been in their prime. I mean, come on. Well, even if they're not, even though they're not. Who cares? In their, yeah, who cares? Because even though they're not in their prime, my goodness, they put on a heck of a show. No kidding. So, I mean, come on. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. Enjoy the history that's being made. Enjoy passing it on to generations to come. Because that's what needs to be done. These right. bands need to live on. Even when they pass away, they need well, to when live they pass on. on. I mean, when, it, when the band members are gone and all we have is the recorded music. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm not even going to count YouTube videos of their live shows because I'm sorry. Just so everybody knows, when you take a camera or your stupid cell phone into the show, your, your microphone on your cell phone sucks and they don't pick up the audio that friggin' well. So as far as I'm concerned, all those live videos on YouTube suck. Yeah, I mean, enjoy it. Just know that it's a privilege that they're coming back and that people that were not able to see them are now able to see them and pass their music down. Right, and if you're not happy, if you don't care, if you're pissed off that they're back, then guess what? Don't go. Nobody's twisting your arm to go to their concerts. We've said this multiple times. I've said this multiple times throughout the last year and a half of this podcast. Kim has even mentioned it in this almost last year that she's been fully on the podcast. And that is when you want to get your point across, you speak with your pocket book. Yes. If you, you remember do. episode two, attack of the clones. If you're a star Wars fan, there's a point where Obi-Wan's talking to his buddy. And then he says, Camino's never heard of him. And the guy is pretty much like, you know da, 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 about this and then or how big your pocketbook is it was dex or dax or some something like that yeah his character's name i think um, so the guy with four arms and he pulled up his pants while he's hugging obi-wan yeah i remember that character i can't remember his name but i do remember the character I swear it was like dax or something. i, I think it was dax probably dax prescott i'm just joking <laughs> anyways with that being said Oh, that was loud. Sorry. With that being said, I'm happy Crew's back. And I second that motion. I'm happy they're back, too. And I'm a diehard fan of Motley Crew, so you can take this from one diehard fan. I'm happy they're back, and I will more be happy to see them live again. And from a fan that's within the new generation of that 18 to 44 group, I can't wait to see them live. <laughs> No, you're about to be out of that 44 group. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, I am. I cannot wait to see them live because I think it will be a very enjoyable show. Someone's going to be 45 in December. Yes, we won't tell you who, though. (laughs) I mean, you can kind of figure it out because it's not me. I know. (laughs) I just gave it away. All righty. So, well, I mean, I guess one good thing is we're not going to, we're going to be able to probably... We're going to be right around the hour mark. Which is good because. Which is some, better than what we thought. I mean, yeah. tried, we're not hour 50 like we were a week ago. Uh, that was a fun podcast. It was fun, though. though. It was fun, though. I can't. I can about imagine what it's going to be like when we got Dave on here. Oh, that'll be fun. You know, <laughs> Dave from All Things Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, yeah that but, one will be a blast, too. But other than that, guys. Again, this is Black Friday. Be kind to everyone you, you're out there with. Have a safe day out uh if you live anywhere where it's cold and snowy be careful be safe out on the roads um watch for black ice and all that good stuff and other than that we want to say we again we hope we all had a happy thanksgiving yes and have a very good shopping day find those deals yep remember cyber monday is coming monday yep All right, Kim, I don't know about you, but I think it's time to get the hell out of here. I agree. In closing, we would like to thank you all for downloading this episode. If you are a new listener and haven't subscribed, please click the subscribe button. If you subscribe, you will be notified when a new episode becomes available. Another way to help our podcast is by giving us a five-star review. It will help new listeners find this show when they are looking for a new podcast to listen to. Also, you, our listeners, can share this show on your own social media accounts to help spread the word about this podcast. 
Thanks again to all our current and longtime listeners. Used and Abused can be found on the following social media platforms. Twitter at Used Abused Pod. Facebook at Used Abused Pod. Tumblr, Used Abused Pod. Instagram, Used and Abused Pod. And it's spelled out A-N-D. YouTube, Used and Abused Pod. And our email address, usedandabusedpod at gmail.com. Again, that and is spelled out A-N-D. As always, all social media links will be included in the description of each and every episode, so you can always click on those links as well. We can be found on the following podcast apps and directories. Anchor. iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Google Play Music. Google Podcasts. Pocket Casts. Overcast. Breaker. Gasbox. Radio Public. Spotify. Tune in. And Stitcher. Please rate and review Use and Abuse a Music Podcast. Until next episode. Have a great weekend. And a great work week. Be kind to everyone. And, and keep, keep the, the music, music playing. playing.